It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles. It is 6 o'clock in Chicago. And it's 7 p.m. here in New York City. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. Joined as I am once again this week by the pain in the ass. I mean, by the mouth of the South. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? I did good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm I almost called you a pain in the ass. Well, you actually are. <laughs> See? See what I have to put pain. up with? You're a good pain in the ass. <laughs> We have a very, very special guest tonight. You're going to be seeing double depth tonight. Double trouble, depth <laughs> style. Our guest is Danny Lopez. He is factually the single most scary looking guy you'll ever see because he looks like Johnny Depp. That's frightening. When I tell you the similarities between these two guys, it's absolutely uncanny to think that He's walking around with Johnny's face. But no makeup, no surgery, no prosthetics. That's Danny Lopez. Danny, welcome to the show, welcome my to friend. Welcome to the studio. Hey. Welcome to the show. We're going to forego our normal banter. Amelia and I are going to forego our normal banter tonight because that'll, that'll go 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I totally We're going to get right into it. First of all, welcome to What's the Buzz? America's Best Podcast. Now on TikTok. We are now on TikTok. Yay, Papa, yay. <laughs> so, yes. Um, want to talk to you a little bit. First of all, welcome to the show again. Um, we had the chance to speak on the phone a bit. Um, I'll tell you what, you could blow an hour talking to Danny Lopez on the phone. with Standing on your head, you could blow an hour. It's amazing because I have such a wide you know, range of topics I could talk to this young guy about. I call him young because he's a few years younger than me. <laughs> senior citizen. As a yeah, I will, I'm more senior you than brother. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But, yeah, welcome. And we got uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, my God. When, um, when you first came into my radar, I thought to myself, there ain't no way. This guy's got to be wearing makeup. He's got to have maybe some surgery done, a little nip and tuck. But then I, I do a little bit of research, and I do some homework, and I troll, and I dig. And lo and behold, Danny Lopez has looked like Johnny Depp since he was just a wee little kid. So how did you come into this, um, fall into this crazy world of, of uh, entertainment, celebrity impersonation? Um, uh, the whole bit, I mean, how did you, I know that you're a musician, but how the hell did you become an actor? Well, well, first of all, thank you, uh, Mad Dog and my girl Amelia down there in hey. Florida. We, uh, we hit it off, uh, and, yeah. um, you guys are amazing people and we've had a good time uh, chatting with you. Um, wow. What a story. Where do I start? Okay. Well, I'm, there's a, you'll, as we talk, you're going to find there's a lot of, um, strange parallels with Mr. Depp. Um, I, I grew up in Los Angeles and I always wanted to be an actor. That was my thing. Um, I was an actor. I studied acting. I went through high school and I was in all the plays and did well. I always got awards and I continued into college, which probably uh, in retrospect might have not been a smart thing. In the 80s, I came up with Cruz, Matthew Broderick. I ran in Matthew Broderick, uh, Robert Downey, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, all that 80s Brat Pack group. And um, 
I remember it's kind of interesting when I was going out on auditions, I would always be asked, weren't you just in here or, uh, you know, didn't I just see you? Aren't you? And I said, no, no, there's a guy that looks like me. Now, Mad Dog, this is a great story. Uh, back around 83, 84, my sister comes home after seeing a movie called A Nightmare on Elm Street. And my sister says to me, she comes into my room and knocks on the door and says, hey, there's a guy that looks like you from Nightmare on Elm Street. And I thought she was talking about Freddy Krueger. And I, yeah, yeah, get out of my room. <laughs> uh, you know, no, no, there's a guy who, the kid who looked, I thought she was trying, I say, I look like uh, England with the makeup. And uh, I said, oh, okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of guys that have the dark hair and the, mm -hmm. the superstar handsome looks, uh, but it wasn't me. But, uh, and so Mad Dog, what happened was, this, this is the first time he came on my radar is when my sister uh, told me about this film called A Nightmare on Elm Street. Interestingly, I found out later my agent, can I mention his name? Absolutely. Jack Scagnetti, who is a legend. And some of those of you that know uh, Tom Sizemore's report know Jack Scagnetti. I know who Jack was. Sure, sure. I submitted you for Nightmare on Elm Street, but they went with a guy that looks like you. Well, it turns out his name was Johnny Depp. And um, that's the first time I heard his name. And uh, I guess about a year later, he did a movie called "He'll He'll Kill Me for This" called "Private Resort," and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I thought, well, this guy's just going to be, a, you know, he's not going anywhere. So I continued with my career. Yeah. But interestingly, he caught on as time went on with uh, Platoon, and then he jumped from Platoon to uh, doing Twenty One Jump Street. And at that time, I wasn't having much luck with acting i've done a few things but not really just minor things and i ended up saying well i've got to make a living so i picked up the guitar i played a little guitar i took a couple of years in high school and uh, i knew basic chords and at that time i said well i'm not making any money acting maybe i could do it use my acting skills to do a Beatles show and so i thought well i could probably play the one that doesn't sing it turns out he sings well and then george harrison Mm -hmm. So I taught myself all the riffs and the licks, and uh, I, I I started playing music for a living. I got in with some of the Beatlemania guys from Rain, Steve Landis, and uh, sure. Kishman. You know, you know these guys. Absolutely, of course. And they're just wonderful guys. I love them. They're still friends of mine to this day. And I started playing guitar for a living. Yeah, and that lasted all of twenty years. So remarkable. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely remarkable. So you become an actor and I'm an actor who became a musician. Yeah. Whereas Johnny was a musician. He came to LA to, with the band, the kids to get, yeah, sure. To get his band started. And his, his wife at the time uh, worked with Nicholas cage, I think. And they, did. and he met Nicholas cage who, who told Johnny about acting and Johnny was desperate for work and money. And as we all are, all artists are, and Johnny ended up doing Johnny's a reverse. So he does, he came into it as a musician who became an actor. Yeah. I came in as an actor who became a musician. I'm back so to the, the, re, mm -hmm. the parallel is almost a reverse parallel in some mm -hmm. regard. Mm -hmm. So you were the actor that became a musician. Right. When did you know that you had musical chops? I, I always loved the Beatles, Elvis and the Beatles and the stones, Led Zeppelin, that, that era, I was a little kid, but I, you have older cousins and nephews. I mean, uh, uncles and things. I met Elvis. I, I, we got to talk about that because mm -hmm. he, that 
we'll, we'll take you down next time to the Elvis room. But I actually have things owned by Elvis. I have one of Elvis's guns and one of his belts. And mm-hmm. I'm a big Elvis Presley fan. Long story, sh- story, sh- and Al- Aunt Delta yelled at me at Graceland. I thought that was great. <laughs> I got a photo of it somewhere. Uh, but I um, uh, ended up uh, in this world of music, of tribute bands, which in the 80s, tribute bands were huge. You know, Mad Dog, there was a tribute band to just about every rock and roll. Every, absolutely every, everyone had a tribute. Absolutely and, and everyone. Good ones, good tribute bands incredible and now they're all as we're losing the originals the tributes are becoming the way to go the actual bands are now tribute bands journey has a guy from a tribute band judas priest has a guy from a. so it's evolved now to where the tribute band where the train meets with the tribute band and the original band and that's fascinating because when i had started when the beatles was there was everybody was in Beatles. I said, well, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do the monkeys, oh, God, which, was, yeah. which was my Beatles as a kid, as a little kid. And I ended up being on stage with Peter Tork and Mickey Dolenz playing with, playing with monkeys. Now imagine yeah. a kid in East LA growing up in a poor neighborhood and I'm watching the monkeys every week and I'm working, then I'm on stage with them playing Davy Jones with Peter Tork and Mickey Dolenz. It was so surreal. And uh, yeah. uh, these were the kinds of things that happened to me in tribute bands. I got to be uh friends with a lot of people who worked with the Beatles. I, I, George Harrison's sister was a big, a good friend and a big fan of my band. Uh, mm-hmm. I met Harry Nielsen. I met uh, Walter Shenson, who produced A Hard Day's Night. I met uh, Neil Aspinall, Pete Best. And it's so surreal. Pete when Best you- is coming on the show. Is that right? Oh, he my is. God. Uh, he's- yeah, one of, one of my dear friends used to own the Cavern Club. Oh, okay. Um, and I and I had her on the show, uh, Debbie Greenberg. Wow. Yeah, uh, Debbie and her father used to own the cavern. That's right. Oh, so, yeah. I was at the cavern, actually. I went down there and uh, sat in with a band, uh, the English uh, Beatles down there, uh, up there, I should say. And um, so my career, I kind of backed into it in a way yeah. in that I stopped doing acting in favor because the, the, the tribute bands do pay well they do and some tribute bands have international fame like uh you know they get uh started and then you tour and and i was one of those guys i was the first beatles uh tribute band to play in the soviet in the former soviet union we played in moscow and st petersburg and that was mm-hmm. really and they had a lot of uh russian beatle fans and i just thought wow you know they were on the they were blacklisted in the 60s no, sure, absolutely. You couldn't. You can own a Beatles record in the uh, in this. In, in this no, world. absolutely not. And so it was interesting to be able to go there and play for these older folks who had gone through that uh, type of censorship. Oh, sure. Yeah, and uh, that was kind of a cool thing uh, because my Beatles career, probably in a lot of ways, was just as big as doubling for Johnny because of the. Um, connection i had to the beatles family yeah and, absolutely. Uh, uh i i i in the late 70s i was just a kid I, I think i was in high school and at the time and mark lapidos who puts out the beetle fest he um had a lookalike contest they don't do it anymore because i would win it every year uh for george harrison and yeah, um sure <laughs> i thought well you know it's it was kind of cool because um the only thing about when I was doing George is, is when I would finish, I would comb the Beatle hair back and I'd have the high hair and they'd say, oh, 21 Jump Street. So the kids would think I was Johnny Depp playing George Harrison. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it was very strange, right? And then um, I thought, well, you know, that's kind of cool. And, you know, uh, it was just a weird coincidence. And because, uh, as you know, Johnny's a big Beatles fan. I think he's Oh, absolutely. Of course he is. McCartney. A a lot of us that uh, in our age group, you know. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to go right there. Um, Mm. So let's talk about that. At what point does Johnny Depp hear that there's a kid running around his face? Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) My mother, this is the uh, God's honest truth. Okay, I would only lie to Amelia because I'm trying to impress her. But Mad Dog, I'm going to give you the whole hard facts. Yes, my sir. mother went on the line, and I had, she had some of my old headshots. You know, moms collect that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Eight by ten inches. That, that Jack Scagnetti would send out to the casting directors. So she went on, and she looked up Johnny Depp, 1985, and Danny Lopez, 19. So our pictures came up. She put this collage together. I think Amelia and I were talking about this recently. Mm-hmm. And we look like twin brothers, like literally. Yeah. Like, I could see how casters were confused. Amelia, right? I mean, yes, very much confusing. Faces, Mad Dog, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't planned. It was just no. coincidence. Haircuts, yeah. everything. Haircut, the earring, the whole deal, and it was just coincidence. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was something because I remember in 1985 when he was out. This is probably pre-private uh, resort even. And that uh, my ex-girlfriend said, hey, you know, there's a guy that looks like you. And he goes, yeah, he goes, he's a Cuban guy. And she and and uh, and uh, he called me Desi Arnaz. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's Desi Arnaz, not Danny Lopez, Desi Arnaz. Arnaz. I wish I was Desi Arnaz. I love Desi Arnaz. And. (laughs) <laughs> it was just kind of a funny thing. It wasn't a rivalry. It wasn't, um, there was no, it was just, you know, Amelia, you probably said, right. oh, do I know you? No, that's uh-huh. somebody else. People, everybody has yeah. a twin. Mad Dog looks just like a young Elvis Presley. If, if you're looking at Mad Dog from the side uh-huh. and you're blind and you're far away, he looks like <laughs> And you're blind and you're far away, sure. <laughs> he looks just like it. But everybody has that. Um, yeah. But what made it interesting was people that the mannerisms or something was the same with the casting director who looks at people all day. Yeah, yeah my uh, my celebrity looked like is a movie star, actually. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> no, the, the Gizmo from Gremlins. <laughs> I knew it. I had a feeling. Yeah. And he's, he's Corey Feldman. He says, you know, people that hit me up for my autograph all the time. <laughs> well, let's talk Corey about Feldman, this. So, I so Johnny you. finds out there's this guy running around with his face. Uh, there's got to be a curiosity factor. Somebody at somebody has to say, all right, this guy's got to meet here. Yeah. Well, so when does this happen? When does the okay, big so meetup happen? 1985, uh, we, we do meet. And it's, he's going in, I'm going out, and he's getting on a motorcycle, and he's just looking at me. <laughs> and he goes, Desi! Oh, my God, you really... Desi is funny. Raise me over. You're the guy stealing my gigs, you know? And uh, I looked, and I and he looked at me, and he looked down, and he kind of smiled, started his bike up, and that was it. That was my first encounter. So, really? I don't, I attribute it to it because it wasn't, it wasn't a diss though. It wasn't a diss. It was, um, 
he was shy. And I found out later. Yeah. He doesn't. Johnny's very, very, very shy. Painful. Yes, shy. he is. He since, he's since gotten better. And my girlfriend at the time, and she was uh, observing it, laughed. And she said, um, gosh, I wish I had had a picture of that. Because it was looking in, it was the Twilight Zone episode where. Looking in the mirror. <laughs> they looked in the mirror. Yeah. And uh, that was it. He was, and I, and I didn't take it as anything uh, weird. I just took it as yeah. he's, he's quiet and he's shy. But so, I, but at some point, you know, uh, you're playing music, you're making a living, you're waiting for acting gigs to come in, you know, and everybody in L.A. is auditioning and everybody's going to every open call they can. And, right. And I know what it's like. I've been right. been that route. Right. So at some point, you got to you got to hunker down. You got to make a living doing something. That's correct. So you happen to look like this guy that's making a very good living. At That's what point does Danny Lopez um, cash in on his natural good looks? Well, this is the kind of thing how it's where the train meets, but it also splits. So mm-hmm. when George Harrison, George Harrison of the Beatles, you know, he's one of my favorites. He's a bit <laughs> yeah. of a spouser, but he's really troubled when he's, in, you know, he does this sort of things. But uh, George, George Harrison... The world of the Beatles came into yeah. my world True. and made very good money, very good money playing George Harrison. So from about 1987, 88, Platoon was, ironically, Platoon was the last uh, movie Jack Skagnani submitted me for. And it was shooting in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to, that was around the time of Marcos and the revolution. Oh, and sure. Yeah. Crazy what a stuff. Mess. Middle 80s. And I remember hearing that Johnny Depp took the part. Yeah. I think they were different parts, but I I, I can't be certain. And mm-hmm. uh, that was the last acting venture for me um, in as far as like uh, he got it. I, I, obviously, it went big for him in the acting with 21 Jump Street and Edward Scissorhands. Sure. And for me, on the other side of the deal, it, it got big for me as uh, George Harrison to a point, we became kind of this cult Beatles band. Yeah. And uh, I remember playing in a casino um, in Las Vegas, and we're doing our Beatles thing. And I had a great Lennon and McCartney lookalike. Mm-hmm. And a producer for, uh, you'll love this, Mad Dog, you'll love this. Producer for Paramount Pictures comes up to us, and he goes, can any of you guys act? And I said, well, that's what I do. I'm an actor, blah, blah, blah. He goes, okay. He goes, I want to put you in a story about when Elvis Presley met the Beatles. Well, of course, the other guys didn't know that. I knew that because I'm a Beatles fan. Sure. And I said, okay. And he goes, it's a mini series on Elvis, and we're going to recreate at the actual Bel Air place mm-hmm. where the Beatles met Elvis. Yep. So we audition, and of course, I get through right away. I'm the first one picked. And I helped the other two guys in my band. I said, okay, this is what you got to do, man. It's, this is walking them through it. So we were in a mini series, the only mini series, and the only recreation of when Elvis Presley met the Beatles. So they had an actor there playing Epstein, Brian Epstein and Colonel Parker. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Elvis wasn't real thrilled about meeting the Beatles because they were the, they were the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of animosity there. Yeah. I, well, I know there the was on Elvis part, not the Beatles. The Beatles were, were the Beatles. Oh, they were, were, yeah. They were all excited to meet him. He could have gave a shit. They just wanted to meet Elvis. They didn't care about yeah. Dean Martin. None of that mattered. Yep. Sinatra. They didn't care. They wanted mm-hmm. to meet Elvis. So long story short, my band or two members of my band, 
and I don't know who the guy playing Ringo was, but they they uh, brought uh, us to the house, put us in the costumes and the and the the Beatles. We drove up in a 1965 limousine through the gates, and they had all these extras, and they were screaming, and we recreated when Elvis Presley met the Beatles. They had the Memphis Mafia guys here. I met uh, Marty Lacker, mm -hmm. Davis, all the, you know these guys, Mad Dog. I uh, knew them well. I knew Portis, Joe Esposito and Charlie Hodge Esposito. very well. And everybody had a different story about that. Sure, movie. absolutely. Nobody had the same. And so we sat there on the couch and stared at Elvis because we didn't know, They all, everybody agreed the Beatles didn't know what to say to him. They just basically sat there and yeah. stared at Elvis. And uh, Elvis got an. It was actually Paul McCartney that broke the ice. That's Danny. right. Mm -hmm. He says you're playing the bass. Because Elvis was sitting down playing a bass guitar. Well, Elvis got mad at them and said, "You know, if you guys are going to stare at me all night, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up and go to bed." He did. That's so exactly what he said. Because I thought maybe we could jam or something. And McCartney said, "Oh my God, you know." And and he mentioned Elvis playing the bass. Now, now some say that they did jam, that the Beatles jammed Carl, uh, Matchbox and um, one other Carl Perkins song, that there was a, a jam. Now, the Beatles, it's hazy and everything, but we recreated. Yeah, there, and it's there, was, there wasn't, for the record, there was never a jam. Never a jam. Nope. But we recreated a jam, and it's on YouTube. Sure. It's called Elvis Presley Meets the Beatles. Yeah. If anybody wants to see it, I'm Harrison in it, and I'm, and there were scenes cut because the scenes out, out where George is in the asking for reefer, asking the Memphis Mafia guys for reefer. And the Beatles had never seen a color TV set in a remote control. That one I got from Fortis and he was, I, it sounded like it, that they hadn't seen it before, a remote yeah. control in a color. Right. So John and George ran up to it and they're looking at it. And uh, that scene was also cut, but I have the footage from it. Anyway, so from that went to playing in the casino and Chevy Chase and Randy, um, Oh, cousin Eddie, uh, 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 help me, Amelia. Randy Quaid. Uh, Randy yeah, Quaid. Quaid. Yes. Randy Quaid, uh, and Chevy Chase came into the casino, mm -hmm. and Chevy's watching us, and I'm like, "Fuck, I don't think he likes us," you know. And I, and we finished our set, and he walked up to us. He goes, "I want to put you guys in my movie." Well, I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. I was kind of removed from acting, and I said, "Sure." What is movie? I go, oh man, we'd love to do a movie because it's called Vegas Vacation. It's oh movie. yes, I love yeah. that movie. <laughs> oh, and I love the vacation movies, right? Especially mm -hmm. Christmas. We watch it every year. Yes. And so he said to me, he says, um, what do you want us to do? You know, obviously want us to be he says, Well, we'll come up with something. Oh, sure. And so when you watch the movie Vegas Vacation, there's a, a scene where Audrey goes in to party with the cousin Eddie's uh, daughter. Yeah. Oh, yes. I dated her briefly. She's a great girl. And we are the Beatles in the back of this pickup truck, just basically yeah. in our Beatles faces mm -hmm. and partying at the sign. The, the, what do they call it? The cemetery for the dead Vegas signs. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember that. <laughs> yes. So yeah. here I am, guys. This is good coming to a, a, a story where it ends and where I am basically being thrown back into acting mm -hmm. via the Beatles show. And uh, so I thought, well, God, you know, I'd love to get back into doing this. And I, uh, I thought, well, you know, I was getting tired of it after 20 years. I went from about to 85 to about 2005. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Goatee and the, you know, I wear glasses anyway and the hair. Grew sure. out. And then I, I, I got myself a few props and said, well, okay, let's do this sort of thing. Hey, you know, so. mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. 
and you know the earring and the and oh, so sure. doing Johnny Depp. So I thought, I wonder if I could make money as a celebrity impersonator. Absolutely. Oh yes. <laughs> right. Right. Show show up a lot of money if you play your cards right. <laughs> <laughs> Just act like I'm fucked up. <laughs> right. I was like, I had to do a double take. I was like, wait a minute, who's that? <laughs> is, is that Tim Burton there? Watching Johnny work as an actor, I can nail him, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. So I said, this could be interesting. I don't have a drummer to wait on. Yeah. I don't have the bass player bitching at me. I could put my guys in a case, in a suitcase, my costumes. Right. Absolutely. Of course you can. And uh, this is the birth of the Danny is Depp thing, okay? And what happened was Johnny Depp from 2003 to about 2010, right before he met Heard, was the king of the world. He was Elvis. Sure. Right? There was no bigger right. name. Right. Absolutely not. My timing not. after the first pirate movie, I was catapult. I was almost catapulted into it. Because my my first gig was a casino that paid me ten thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Right to to walk around as Jack Sparrow. Sure. And I said ten thousand dollars. Wow. And no drummer. I don't have to wait for the drummer. So I, Mad Dog, and this was two thousand and five, like I said. And then the thing got crazy, right? Uh, I started out doing the celebrity impersonation. Then somebody says, "Hey, I got to have you in my commercial." Okay. Mm -hmm. Calls from Europe. Calls from Asia. They wanted me in. Name it Vietnam, yeah, I mean, crazy places. Absolutely, right. I thought, okay, this might be a way for me to get back into the acting part of the of the business, right? Sure, absolutely. Looks like it. I resemble him, so I thought, well, okay. So the thing went nuts because there were times that and and uh, where there, the, if I would go out, people just assumed I was him. Right? Yeah. And so I started meeting these other celebrity impersonators. And about a year after I started, Maury Povich calls, the Maury Povich show. And I thought, oh, shit, I'm not the father. I didn't do it. <laughs> He's and, a uh, tool. Oh, uh, yeah, Maury's a tool. I was not the father, okay, of this. Right. And I said, he says, I want to do a, a program on all the doubles for the lookalikes of the Angelina, Britney Spears. Yeah. Like, who knows, Snoop Dogg, whoever was hot at the time. Sure, absolutely. And that started getting me offers in film. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, okay. Well, now, are you being offered right. guest spots? Are you being offered starring roles? Are, you, are, are you being offered you know, walk-ons? You know, um, or, you know, are you working for scale? Are you working All for... Of it. You're doing everything that comes your way. Dep-related, dep-related type things. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, can you fly out? More, a lot of it public appearance because Depp, Johnny, when he was living in France, he wasn't accessible. Yeah. You'll notice that Johnny, when he was with Perry D and his little kids, he didn't, he wasn't, he was so far removed, which yeah. made his mystique higher. His mystery was much like I said, yeah. I think had Johnny stayed in France. Well, that was, an, you know, the, the story. There was an artificial mystique. They were trying to create a mystique for him, but it didn't quite work because he's far too shy and, uh, and far too down to earth. Right, right. 
a nice guy, a good guy, a really good human being, and we're in the wrong business. Yeah. The nicest guy, and one that's I love Hollywood. I've been doing it my it whole took, life. I'm mean, think about how many years, Danny, mm-hmm. it took for you to realize your dream. Imagine it took him 30 plus years, 35 years yeah. to finally realize his dream of being a musician. That's right. He didn't right. really want to be an actor, but look, they paid him ridiculous, That's ridiculous, right. pardon my language, folks, fucking money right. to That's do right. that nightmare film. He never made that much money in his life. That's right. For he what was- he got for one movie. That's right. That's the same thing. He was selling pens. He was just trying to pay the rent. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I think he made three grand on, uh, but three grand in 84, right? That's a lot of dough. And so as it became, it's just funny how I've kind of been catapulted back into acting and yeah. he's doing music full time. So it kind of, it, it kind of like works out in that weird kind yeah. of way. But the one thing that I was always grateful for, because as the double, as the guy, I would get the Marriott's, the five stars and the limos. And the, yeah. after a while, the girls, just everything, every, you think, oh man, I don't know if I, I would, I'd be happy with this. Yeah. It's weird. Everything you think would be. It cool. is. It's a strange thing. I saw. I've, yeah. I saw it like the, the devil, the monkey's paw or the, the uh, Twilight Zone episode where the guy thinks he's in heaven, but he's actually gone down. You know, he's yeah. right. It's a weird, crazy business. And yeah. um, I thought I get all the perks as the double, but I can go home. I can walk into a, a, a McDonald's. Absolutely. I, there's nobody going through my trash. There's not paparazzi hiding <laughs> yeah. in the tree. And exactly I, right. And I would see when people, when I was dressed up and paparazzi hiding and following us and jumping on the hood of the car or trying to get a reaction, you know? Yeah. Uh, your wife's a whore, blah, blah, blah. Saying things to get a, a, a punch shot, you know? Or, sure. Oh, my gosh. You know, the, oh the, no, they're, they'll do anything to get yeah, that shot, the, the money yeah. shot. And you're a human being, right? right. Yeah, it's the money shot. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, our our guest from last night yes. is actually here. He's got some nice things to say about you. Dan. I love him. I love him. Michael <laughs> Santo, Michael Simmons. This guy looks more like Gene Simmons than Gene. I Dunn. love him. Right. Yeah, he's boy. A powerful yeah. and attractive man, Mr. Danny Lopez. And indeed, he's absolutely right. Right. You're very fine-looking young fella. Amelia. I had a. Uh, I know picture. that whenever uh, handsome guys are around, that you want to throw two cents in. So go ahead and throw four cents in, okay? <laughs> I noticed that one picture uh, that you were just in the grocery store, just you know, walking around with the cart, and, no, and nobody stopped you, like you were saying. We Does talked that about that, Danny. Yeah. It's interesting. You walk yeah. into a grocery store looking like Johnny, mm-hmm. and there's not one person. In that photograph, uh-huh. that even remotely turned around yeah. to look at you. It's it, 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 the one thing, and I think every celebrity impersonator will tell you, Amelia. I think I told you this story is that we don't look in the mirror and see the celebrity. I don't care how close you are to that person. Yeah, we don't see them. Right. So when we go out, we're not looking like it's. I'm not looking like Johnny Depp. It's me. What I look like with my glasses and yeah. Uh, and so uh, the number one question we get, because everybody has a double and they, and every Holly, every time you watch a movie, there's a double on set that looks like that actor. Sure. Some of them assume 
the personalities. Oh, yeah. They're, I don't. I'm very extroverted. And Johnny's very quiet and shy. Uh, but I'm that other Gemini twin. I'm the one that's loud and obnoxious. And But one of the things that they tell me, a mad dog, you'll hear this every day. Do you know who you look like? Sure, absolutely. Every that's, time, mad yeah. dog, that's the number one thing any lookalike will tell you. Do you know who you look like? And I always say Brad Pitt. And uh, Gord, uh, the... Um, Gosh, the English comedian. He's a, got a, a talk show in England. Graham Norton. Oh, sure. Graham, yeah. Graham Norton sent me out on the subways and everybody, you know, crazy talk. So the girl goes, John, the real Johnny's on. She goes, I talked to you on the train. And Johnny's like, and Ricky Gervais is like, yeah, you did. And she goes, you told me you were Brad Pitt, which is what I usually say. And then Graham Norton says, wouldn't that be funny if that was really Brad Pitt she ran into? But it was me. So I've seen many talk shows mm -hmm. where they've sworn to see Johnny Depp. But yeah. I know where I was and that it was me and, and, sure. and things. so the, the funny bit is, uh, why is he here? Like Amelia just bought it. Why is Johnny shopping here? But it isn't uncommon, especially in England, because they don't bother him in England. Americans are the worst when it comes to that sort of thing. But yeah. you look so happy and carefree. That's what, you know, not all the celebrities do that. They can't even, like they, you said. Yeah. They can't, Johnny can't go into it. No. I, no. You know, I, I remember one time, and I think I told Amelia this story where we went into the loo at the LAX mm -hmm. yes. and he's doing his business at the urinal and mad dog, this big football player, six foot nine, <laughs> 300 pound linebacker comes up while he's doing his business. Hey, Willy Wonka. And puts his hand <laughs> in his hand and he's looking at him like, you know, reminded me of that scene in animal house where the guy. Yeah. Goes, well, I'm, which hand do you give him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where you know, the mitt comes out. Right. And, and, and Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, this guy can't take a, a leak. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is an interesting thing because in, in the same bathroom is Marv Levy, the old coach of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That dog might know him. I don't know mainly if you would know him, but he was a coach and he was at the Absolutely, Of course. He went to the Super Bowl. I'm older than dirt. I know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Marv Levy comes over and he says, it's got to be difficult for you. And I wasn't particularly depth up. I was just. And I said, uh, he, and I see, he says, I can't wash my hands in Buffalo without people holding up their hands and stuff. Yeah. And it struck me, it struck me that how lucky I was. And I'll tell you why, because mm -hmm. like I said, what is it like for him? And I see through his eyes, I see how people approach you like you're a bomb or, you know, like you're a thing. And they don't have, every person wants a barrier that you have your personal space. Sure. But imagine Mad Dog, if you didn't have that, if somebody mm -hmm. bought your DVD and they're in your living room and they feel like they know you, so mm -hmm. they come up and they yeah. start touching you, Mad Dog, you know, and they're, I mean, some of these women, it's all right, but I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> people invading your yeah. private space. Right. Yeah, I, I actually understand that. You know, I, I spoke to you off camera before we started the show. And mentioned to you that I spent 25 years in pro wrestling. Well, I was quite a big deal in pro wrestling. Right, right. And I so I understand what that's like to have that space invaded. Touching, getting. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Expecting yeah. Well, Like, like literally right. pulling me mm -hmm. into a picture frame right. so somebody could get a shot. Right. You know, I, un I understand what that's like. Well, um, and I'm it's quite uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable because they feel like you owe them 
because they bought your I bought your CD. I bought yeah. your well. I, here's what you're owed, Dick Squat. Okay, here's what you're owed. Nothing. I'm gonna tell you why. You bought the ticket. Okay, it means you saw the movie. Mm, right. Good. Eat your popcorn and go to hell home. All right. Right. You saw the concert. Good. Did you enjoy the music? Great. Get up and go home. Right. That's right. It doesn't mean that you get to take home a personal souvenir, like somebody's hair or their clothing, you know, or rip a patch out of their chest. Exactly. You Matt know? Hall, you know the story when the Beatles came to America and they were at a party for the snobby rich in Beverly Hills. Sure. And I a do. woman came up and snipped Ringo's hair. She yeah. Hair. And that... It's your true story. Yeah, true story. He's telling you a true story. Yeah. Wow. And she cut his hair, I mean, she cut Ringo's hair. And, and uh. this is the kind of thing where I remember when I was doing some doubling stuff where he, uh, they, he couldn't do the Avril Lavigne video and they sent me down to do the Mad Hatter. Yeah. And I remember being on the set there. And every, when I came out in that, Mad, this is before the movie came out, every camera, every single camera on the set, you don't see this on a movie set, Mad Dog, you know this. You're not allowed to do that. No. But Depp was so big at the time, people said, screw it. I'm just, they were just cameras. Yeah. Everywhere, and I thought, "Oh my God, I've That's never taboo, seen, brother. That's I've never taboo. seen this on a Hollywood movie." But wow. at that Ooh. point, he was still he was still very, very, very big, very big, very popular, and yeah. uh, uh, it, it's so bizarre because with the whole thing with the how things can turn like that, boom, absolutely. And with the whole Amber Heard thing, and we everybody knew that was going to be a, the Titan. Everybody. Oh, knew that. that was that uh, was a cluster fucking iniquity, <laughs> brother. Yeah. By the way, Tracy Adams says, "What's up, Danny? Miss you, bro." Tracy, Tracy. McDowell. Hi, Tracy. I love Tracy. There you go. Yeah. Oh, we got and, a commercial uh, break. Eighty-seven. When I was, you got your five minutes, Tracy. <laughs> we got a uh, commercial you know, break question. coming up. Oh, we got. Oh, I got a commercial. I got a spot. We got a commercial break. break. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, let me do my break here, uh, and I hope my sponsors don't mind, but I'm going to do everything at one shot. Yeah. So stay with us. We'll be back with Danny Lopez right after this word from Shopify. Yeah. Sit back and enjoy a word from our sponsor at Shopify. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot, and her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard. And welcome to the bus. Do you have sweaty balls? 
or volleyball netty balls. It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com. And the lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. Welcome back to America's Best Podcast. What's the buzz? Our special guest tonight, Johnny Depp lookalike, actor, singer, musician, nice guy. His name is Danny Lopez. Danny, we are back. You got a little message here. From uh, Linda Rita Morgan. She says, hey, Danny. Oh, my sister. Oh, good Rita. to see you. <laughs> Linda, I love you. You're the best. I've known Linda forever. She actually has a crush on Edward Scissorhands. And I'm going to say, you know, I love doing Edward Scissorhands. That's my favorite Johnny Depp movie. Besides Great And uh, I, I met, she's a doll. She's from San Diego. And I came out with the full Edward. And it just about blew her mind. It blew her world. <laughs> Was that one of the hardest costumes to wear or which one was the hardest one to That's put a on? great question, Amelia, and I get that a lot. But honestly, for me, the hardest costume is the Mad Hatter. The makeup. I had uh, Deborah Coleman, and she worked yeah. on the film. She did the makeup, and uh, I did that, and it was four hours. And usually, oh yeah, it's a long time. You bring books and things. But the Mad Hatter was difficult because there was a lot of weird excess. And I uh, loved doing the character. But the makeup, uh, the makeup chair for that one was tough. But Edward can be tough too, and I don't like the leather outfit. I like the uh, outdoor thing with the. The actual movie was filmed not too far from where I live. It was about an, um, like forty-five minutes to an hour from where I live. Wow! On one street, it was not too far from here. Actually, Danny, do you get special requests to do certain film characters? Um, I'm sure you know the Captain Jack has to be at the top of the list. I would almost yeah. be willing to bet money on it. It is. That, well, yeah, that's an that's a great question because I do do a lot of Captain Jack type things, just not Captain Jack because Disney is very protective of their properties. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you this though. This is one of my favorite stories as a Johnny Depp uh, double, and that. Eugenio Derbez, and I think Amelia is familiar with his work. He's a big star in Mexico. He's the Jim Carrey of Mexico, they call him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he really is. He's just a great guy. You know You him don't have to be Hispanic to know who this shit is. <laughs> oh, you know. oh, go ahead. Tell him in Spanish. Tell him Spanish. I'm in Montana, okay? I think taco <laughs> is the most Spanish. They can say the word taco up here, and that's about as much Spanish as people speak. But uh, Eugenio Derbez, who is a lovely guy, yeah, it was a movie called Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. I don't sure. know if you guys, nobody, oh, yes, yes. of course. I love and that movie. <laughs> Connie has a cameo in it with Al Pacino. They're watching, they're at a Laker game, and Adam yeah. Sandler. So, on the break, uh, Adam, uh, 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 Henio Derbez, who was the gardener in Jack and Jill, said, Johnny, could you do my film in uh, Mexico City? And this was the time, same time he was doing, I think he was doing The Lone Ranger at the time because, um, that was something I was supposed to work, but uh, his because his stuntman lives here in Montana. But long story short, apparent this is what I heard. I can you can you know you never know. It's Hollywood, right? So 
he says no, but there's a guy that he's known when from the motorcycle days and said, uh, check him out. And so Derbis calls me. No, he calls my agent. He calls, he, I'm not, but he calls my agent, Linda Collins. And he says, I really want this guy to play an action hero. And I'm, I'm five, nine, 120. I don't uh, action hero. So I turned it down and she calls me back. She goes, Adam, uh, uh, he was in an Adam Sandler movie. And he said, Johnny told, said about you. I said, Oh, and I said, let me guess. It's playing Jack Sparrow. So mad dog. They said, well, sort of. I said, oh, geez, this sounds good. It's the Mexican Jack Sparrow. And I said, oh, okay. I love it. He's called Aztec Man. So I love it. I, I, I said, look, I'm not an action guy. I said, I can do this character, Aztec Man. And I can, I can get enough Spanish and da, 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 da. So it turns out to be this film called Instructions Not Included. Mm-hmm. Which was the biggest Spanish-speaking, English-speaking movie in history. It's number one. It's the top movie for Spanish-speaking. It made $100 million in the States, so it did well. And I, I hope they gave you a few dollars. Uh, I, <laughs> well, you know, you do okay. I don't make Johnny Depp money, let's put it that way. But it was, it was, a, it was more for the experience to yeah, sure. do this Jack Sparrow character. Mm-hmm. As Aztec man, as the Mexican Jack, as Derbis goes on later, no, it's the Mexican Jack Sparrow. And uh, he liked my little, it was originally one line, but he, mm-hmm. he saw I could act. And so he did this whole scene where I'm getting the girl and I'm getting the money and the fame and the limos. And he comes in and he's the stunt man and he's getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and it turns out, he says, you know what? I want Johnny Depp in the court scene. He said, oh, he's, he's doing Tano. He goes, no, no, I want you to play Johnny Depp testifying for me in court which is ironic right right yeah exactly particularly after before they asked because this is your amber heard and then i went on to write a uh deposition for him for amber heard but the law the the thing the the funny thing is is that i started doing these kind of weird parts yeah and a guy in england uh by the name of richard driscoll director says i want this guy but i don't want johnny Depp. i want him to do his own thing. And this was a movie with uh, a lot of great actors. It was uh, Daryl Hannah, uh, Michael Madsen, Patrick Bergen from uh, uh, Sleeping with the Enemy. A lot of, a lot of top Derek. It was yeah. David Gordon's house. Peter O'Toole was in it. My mother's like, Oh, you got to do this. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. So I get this character part. It was a sheriff deputy in a movie called El Dorado. It's on. Um, oh God. Yeah. You can stream it. It's on. El- yeah. And, and I played the character. I know the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Mad Dog. So he's like, I played it straight. I didn't do Johnny. And he goes, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, I want you to make it big. What? So I, I mean, and he make, he kept making me bigger, bigger. So the character's kind of crazy. Yeah. It turns out in the reviews, people singled me out in a movie with Daryl Hannah, Patrick Bergen, Michael Madsen, uh, David Carradine, Peter O'Toole. And I thought, whoa, this is a great break. And uh, it started leading to other parts, non-Johnny parts. Yeah. And I just finished up a film with Richard, and it's called L.A. Takedown, and it just happens to be Tom Sizemore's last film, or one of his last yeah. films, because we have the same manager and sure. uh, Charles Lago. And so he uh, gave me a – it's kind of a Joe Pesci, Steve Buscemi kind of character. Mm-hmm. I mean, still look like myself, but – 
I'm not playing Johnny at all. It's so far in. in well, that. I have a question in that regard. Sure. When you're playing Danny Lopez, or when Danny Lopez is is playing a character, how do you uh, how do you demystify yourself from the Johnny Depp persona because it is such an intrinsic part of who you are? Wow, that's a great question. I don't think I've gotten that one before. The only thing I would I could tell you, Mad Dog, is that the opportunity. I, I, my nephew is a film director uh, and he's, he's doing, we're doing a film here this week and he saw it. I always sent it to him and he didn't mention Johnny Depp. And I was so pleased that he didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he can tell when they're one, but uh, so even though there's that weird, just the physical, I took this thing. I said, well, this is not going to be a Johnny Depp character or a Johnny Depp uh uh, part and I did mm-hmm. and we did a, another film for Shutter Network uh, called Necromonicon. I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, it'll be on my website when I give the information out. But okay. well, I did kind of the same thing, Mad Dog. Where I, if you intentionally try not to be Johnny, you become Johnny, right? Yeah. When you try to disguise yourself, they're going, "Oh, that's John." They they think you're almost. And what you're saying oh, yeah. is that you you almost it looks like you're trying too hard. Correct. Correct. Because that's what celebrities will do, though. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, you mentioned yeah. film. I know that you are a film historian, a movie buff. You're a collector. Um, let Take me around your home. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Take me around your home. I want to see what you got. Oh, Let's see boy. what you got. Oh, but before we do that, before well, we that's do a, that, that's a, that's a request. Uh, Linda, right. Linda Rita Morgan says instruction not included was an awesome movie. Absolutely loved it. Look, if it's got Linda Rita Morgan's stamp of approval, <laughs> genius. She she's like the Cisco and Ebert in this house. So there you go, kid. Was there a movie that you uh, are glad you turned down? Well, uh, the the movie I turned down. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Was there a movie you were glad that you turned down? Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, what a great question that is. Okay. During and after the trial. Okay. Now, mind you, I probably lost oh tens of thousands of dollars when the Amber Heard thing. I mean, you go as your star goes when you're a celebrity lookalike. And I just couldn't get anything going in. Brother, if uh, not to interrupt you, but I got to tell you something. If you were smart and you had the right kind of publicist, like publicist mad dog, we would have cleaned up. Are you shitting me? I'm in. I'm in. We would have cleaned up. Well, I would have had you all over the outside of that damn courtroom. Are you shitting me? I will tell you this, Mad Dog. I got, I got, oh my God, the whole Amber Heard thing. It was so strange because could have made you some real money, brother. I could have probably, or it put me in jail. One of the two. I would have been. <laughs> but you would have had enough to bail yourself. Bail myself. Right. Yeah, that, that's okay, I'll do it for this week, and then next week I'll have enough for next week. Right to get out of jail. But exactly. I, I mean, to answer your question, have I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right immediately after the trial, I got approached by Hulu, or uh, uh, Hulu, I think it was Hulu, to be one of the streaming networks to do a documentary about the case. 
but it wasn't going to take sides. And I said, well, I can't do this because I'm obviously biased and uh, there's no way I'm going to do take anything that's going to make Johnny look bad. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, that's anyway, sure it turned out that they they found out I worked for him and stuff, so I couldn't be unbiased. And I, and I wasn't. I, I was the most biased person against her from day one. I had heard things about her, and I don't want to get myself in trouble. But I'll tell what, you what. I'll get myself in trouble. Okay, Amber Heard likes women. Okay, right. let's just put it out there. Amber Heard could give two shits about dick squat. Okay, she likes chicks. <laughs> I like that. That was clever. I'm stealing. Right. I'm stealing that. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, look, this is public domain now, babe. It's out there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going. To, I'm going to say it. Okay. She's a conniving little sneaky shit. You know. Um. And I didn't like her from Jump Street. I didn't like her from day one. Uh. She was. It was a money grab. All simple as simple gets. It was a money grab. The chick knew what she was doing. Her lawyer knew what she was doing. Her lawyer was filmed six months into the trial. I'm sorry, six months prior to the trial, meeting with Johnny Depp, getting his autograph. That's right. And there's wow. film of it. That's right. Wow. Okay. Well, $400 million went missing. Uh, so, you know, her lawyer was a Depp fan. Sure. Yeah, the judge. Well, the thing is, is that her acting talents were put on full display in that trial. And uh, now we can see why she's retired. Cause she's a lousy fucking actress, Danny. Mm -hmm. Oh, a big actress. Wanted to say, by the way, happy early birthday. Cause I know your birthday is coming up and it's coming up. And, uh, uh, yeah. And I know you have family in town, so I, I know to we're not going to keep thank, you very thank long. Amelia for tipping the hat. Thank you. Uh, there went by, that by the way, Amelia, you can you can also mention that I share a birthday with somebody quite famous. Uh, yeah. Actually, a few famous people. That, uh, but um, it, and it happens to be true. I've got my ID in here. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, one of the interesting things was is that I think some pe some people have probably thought it was a publicity thing, but we actually do share the same birthday. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that that's legit. Yeah, Here's an interesting is. parallel too that I had I hadn't brought up, but I had mar I had pulled my Johnny Depp 20 years ago. I met a girl 20 years my junior, and got married to her tall, beautiful blonde uh, woman, and I lost my house. Never marry a blonde or trouble. I, tall, <laughs> beautiful, trouble. and she liked girls, and she was a lot like uh, uh, <clears throat> who Amber. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Amber. Yeah. yeah, Amber. Amber Heard. And then I went on to date some real crazies. I dated Britney Spears' double, and which Orlando Bloom walked uh, into the restaurant and saw. He's what he thought he was being punked. He says, "What's Johnny having lunch with Britney Spears for?" And, <laughs> and Orlando, of course, thought it, Johnny was having lunch with Britney Spears. But I met a beautiful young lady who was the double for Johnny's first, well, major relationship, Vanessa Paradis. Mm -hmm. So aside from that whole thing of weird things, Claire and I became a couple and we've been yeah. together almost as long as Johnny and Vanessa. So I thought that was kind of cool um, on how that happened. They brought us together and shortly after they split up, which was, I thought was, was, uh, but that's one of those interesting things in life, you know, where you yeah. don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's fate. Like you said, Mad Doc, fate, right? Fate. Absolutely. And fate, 
has yeah, interesting things in life. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I am very, 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 very lucky and very blessed. Um, uh, but thank well, you. I'll tell you what, when, when yes. last we spoke, uh, you were about to get up and show us around mm -hmm. the uh, the little log well, cabin there I'm, in the woods. I'm going to promise this to you on camera. We're going to do okay. that when I clean my house. Yeah. And we're going to take you guys around the museum because it's a mess downstairs. Like I got mm -hmm. eight people here from L.A. Yeah. And there's beds laying, there's beds and bedding everywhere. So I don't want to trip and break, break, break my leg. But I promise <laughs> you, we will yeah. do that again. Where you will see things, if you, especially if you're a fan of the Universal Monsters, I have mm -hmm. um, oh God, absolutely. things from the 50s and 60s. Uh, I've got, uh, 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 it's it's quite amazing, actually. Yeah. Got, I'll uh, tell you what, let's, in, in lieu of that, let's take a look at this. Mm -hmm. All right, Amelia, yes. your favorite part of the show, kid.
I don't know who did that, but 
What an amazing video. That, that all... was a tribute to Danny Lopez made by a dedicated fan. That's beautiful. I will give you her name after the show. Well, um, I'm writing her a check now. I'm just going <laughs> to... I just got to get my checkbook. That's out. a remarkable mm -hmm. sizzle reel. What a beautiful, That's beautiful. Wow. And, cool. and I, I don't know, Amelia. Do you know that song? Yes, but Mariah Carey. Oh, it's Mariah Carey. Oh, it's Mariah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was oh, actually going to get actually hit with a copyright strike on along that. With, uh, <laughs> with the tribute, yeah. I just thought that was. Oh my God! Whoever, mm -hmm. uh, thank you, God, God bless you. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to get hit with a copyright strike. <laughs> oh, uh, don't send them my way. I've got good lawyers. I've got great lawyers. Right. Well, that tells me. I've never seen that actually. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'm very blessed that uh, so many of the Johnny Depp fans have uh, accepted me and been so gracious. And I have so many. Um, I try to answer everyone back. I was telling Amelia that, you know, mm -hmm. that I always take time for the people that take the time because I, if you, I feel like if you have the time to write, and I know if Johnny would do the same if he, if he, if he, it's just in physically impossible. Yeah, absolutely. But um, and I think that's why his um, company is very good with me, uh, and I have some great stories. Well, I want to talk about that. There yeah. must have been occasions for the two of you to work with each other. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. Well, this is the interesting, and I, I I'm not sure if I told either of you the story. Uh, it's a long one, but I'll, I'll try to condense it. Oh, don't don't condense. Yeah. I want to hear every detail. Well, when I first started doing the whole tribute celebrity impersonation thing mm -hmm. and it got big it started to get big films videos everything sure uh my agent called and says there's a gig in reno in reno nevada that pays you five thousand dollars an hour okay well that's a no-brainer and uh but we don't have any information on this person they've already paid so i i was a little bit worried and it was at one of the major casinos in reno Mm -hmm. And uh, so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to take a friend with me. And it was, it happened to be Duncan Fora of the Bay City Rollers, the one of the original singers for the Bay City Rollers. And we, yeah, I know who Duncan is. Probably know Duncan Mad Dog, a great guy. I know who Duncan, I know who the Bay City, I emceed their concert. Oh, I emceed their first United States concert. And you, exactly. So, Duncan, I know who and I who the Bay City Rollers are. So, Duncan and I, we, yeah. we decided let's drive it. We were in Vegas and we said, let's mm -hmm. drive it. We went up to, to, uh, and it was a, for a, it was for a birthday party. So, I, I got my mm -hmm. depth stuff and I was going to go up there. And, uh, I get there and there's five rooms. I thought, well, that's weird. Why would they have five rooms? They were all suites on the top floor. And I think, I hope they're, they don't think they're hiring Johnny because it was that kind of thing, right? Where they had a car for me and everything. So I get there with Duncan and I go, well, we don't need five rooms. I go, let's just get a room and we'll get, you know, we weren't in there five minutes and champagne was sent up and uh, uh, all the amenities are there. And uh, we, so it's time for the, for the meeting, the birthday party. And I get there and there's nobody there. There's yeah. not anybody at the hotel. And uh, Barbara, who booked me on that, uh, I'm gonna, I should ha you should have her on the tell the story. It's, it's crazy as it is. Uh, I get there and there's nobody there at the steakhouse. And I'm in my, you know, I'm in the full Johnny with the ear, you know, the whole, the makeup and the tattoos. I got all the tattoos. Oh, sure. And uh, waitress walks in. So what are you, what are you going to have? I go, well, I'm, I'll wait till the birthday girl gets here. There's no birthday girl. There's an old lady waiting out. There's an older lady. 
older and really classy <laughs> walks in, right? Oh shit, is this gonna be an escort? Do they think it's a you know, oh, Lord. <laughs> right, right? Because I remember my Glenda Collins, who was my agent, was the most wonderful person in the world, just the best agent a guy could ever want, says, I don't run an escort service because they would get calls, uh, you know. <laughs> and uh, so she sits down and I'm so where's the party? There's no party. I said, okay. Uh, 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 I, I'm Danny. Nice to meet you. And this is weird. And uh, order what you want. And I said, well, I'm just going to have a salad, right? I was like, this is crazy stuff. And uh, she starts asking me questions. And this is at the big, big steakhouse in Reno at the Harrah's or whatever it was. I can't remember now. And uh, about what I do. Why are you doing mm -hmm. this? What, what, what leads you to want to be doing this and this and that? You know, it's basically giving me the third degree. Nice, really nice. Not rude, but just why, what, What's motivating you to do this? And I said, well, I like Johnny Depp and I like his movies. And I used to do George Harrison and Keith Richards and Davy Jones. And I would do it in tribute bands. And I, I thought it might be kind of fun to try to do Johnny Depp. I'm an actor. I thought this mm -hmm. might be a vehicle for me to get into the business again. So she she was maybe there all of 20 minutes. And mm -hmm. these five $100 bills for the waitress who brought my salad. And I'm just like, whoa. You know, five hundred dollars <laughs> for a salad. Yeah, wow. I almost I was going to order an appetizer to go with that five hundred dollar tip she left, but I didn't. And I went back and I called the agent, my agent, and I said, "And Duncan's like, what happened? What happened?" And I go, "Dude," and D Duncan from the Rollers, you know, he's seen some crazy shit, yeah. right? Oh God, sure. And he's blown away by my stuff. So I'm thinking, dude, I. I don't know who this woman was. She was a French woman with a thick accent and um, who had money to burn, had money to burn. She obviously <laughs> paid all the rooms and all the champagne. <laughs> and uh, long story short, uh, we didn't, we didn't know who she was. The agent goes, well, I got paid. Just check out of there tomorrow. So uh, there's a knock at the door. Duncan, and I, you know, drinking all night, passed out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, he said, there's something for you downstairs. I was, and I said, what? So I go, Duncan, I'm not going down there in case it's that crazy woman. So Duncan <laughs> goes down there. He, he comes back with a guitar, a brand new guitar with the tags on it, Gibson guitar, an ES 335 Mad Dog, one of those nice studios. Oh, guitars. yeah, I know. Oh. It, it's real nice. A basket uh, with all kinds of French perfumes for my wife at the time. And uh gifts for the stepson and just all of these things and there's a viper room jacket a jacket from the viper room like my yeah. cat room and it smells like smoke it reeks of smoke you know how when something when something yeah. oh yes and in fact i reach in the pocket and there's a viper room match it's right on my desk here viper room match book. yeah pack matches yep and a receipt that said j depp on the receipt so I'm thinking to myself, this is some nutcase or something weird's going on. So I find out later that the woman asking questions, we think, we don't, I mean, I still to this day don't know for sure, was Vanessa Paradis' mom in 2007 ah. checking out to see what I was doing. This, gotcha. You know, to make sure there was no funny business that I wasn't writing checks or impulsive. You know, him all the way. 
No shit. Yeah, they left all of these gifts. Now, top that one. Wow. A crazy story, but it's true. And I've got Duncan Four of the Rollers, who's in South Africa right now. Hey, Duncan. Yeah. Doing with Rabbit, his group from South Africa. And uh, that's that, remarkable. That's my wow. Any depth that's story. That's remarkable. That we Amelia, the yes. Pitbull Chapman. Questions for Danny Lopez. I, I noticed that you were saying that you had grown up wanting to be an actor or musician. Was there another career that he had wanted to fall back on if none of this had panned out? Well, you know, I remember going to Catholic school and the nuns go, uh, you, what, did they, what was that old saying? You're going to grow up to be a clown or a comedian? I said, yeah, I think so. It, it, my All my siblings are uh, professionals. I think I'm the only one that... Um, wanted to be in this business in some capacity. Um, so Amelia, that's a great question, but I don't really think I ever had anything else in mind except to perform. I, I suppose I probably would have been involved in some way, maybe um, working at an entertainment company or working at a singing, who knows, but um, no, I don't think so. I was too small for football or basketball. I, I played a little baseball, but uh, mm -hmm. uh I've always wanted to be in the business in some capacity. And I, and I feel like I'm really blessed and lucky because a lot of the lookalikes don't like their stars or their stars are rude to them. But Johnny's just yeah. a great guy. He's a good, he's a good person. You know, I've, I've actually heard that story shared by my friend, Steve McCoy, who is the country's foremost Tom Jones impersonator. Mm -hmm. I know Steve. Yeah. And he said, it's, it's, it's very disheartening when you, when you're, subject is in the audience yes. and you're performing as them and they come backstage and meet you and they're a, a real dick. Oh, yeah. Or, or they yeah. tell you that your performance sucked and that you, you did not capture them at all. Right, right. And now, I, I had the, 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 the uh, unfortunate occurrence of having heard such a conversation take place with the subject and the impersonator and i was very uncomfortable and i was and i wasn't even involved in it i was of course off to the side but yeah that there's was some very, very strange... uncomfortable yeah it was a real well, strange um yeah uh, uh what i want to say an exchange of almost like a battle of wills danny you know right Right. It was a very odd, peculiar kind of exchange to witness. Um, and that happened in Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, the similarities and the differences. I'm hearing you speak. And I hear I can hear the Johnny. I can also hear the George Harrison coming out because <laughs> I. I can hear your the I can hear a very distinctive British accent coming out. Yeah. Now I don't know if it's that George or is that Captain Jack. It's Hispanic out. that he's got in on too. It's, it's not funny. Hispanic. It's clearly British, Amelia. <laughs> well, there's an explanation for all. This of is it. from a full-blooded Mexican who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. I speak some. Very, very little. We've by been the way. trying to do our Spanish together, me That's and Amelia. Right. Uh, I've been practicing. And I was well, we'll talk her. about that after the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the English thing makes sense because 
Clara and I've been together. We've been I've been going back and forth mm-hmm. to England uh, since nineteen. Uh, no, I'm sorry, two thousand. When did we meet? Two thousand and nine, I think we met. So for, since two thousand and nine, I'm in England, like Depp, a lot, a lot, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you're there, you know how you kind of assume the. You start saying stuff like, uh, you reckon that might be, you know, whatever. And it, mm-hmm. it, and if you listen to Johnny, he also does, it's a Gemini thing where we pick up the, the you know, when you're talking like is that. It, is it just the actor in you assimilating like I, a sponge? Or subconscious. I, I have had people when I'm in Montana tell me I sound like yeah. a Canadian. Or uh, in Latin, Latin, in Spain, or in Mexico, I can pick up the Spanish. So I think mm-hmm. it is the actor. I think that's a good observation, Mad Dog. That it's the actor in you, and that mm-hmm. you hear the dialect that's being spoken, and you pick up a little bit on it. But um, that's yeah. actually a good observation because I do spend a lot of time in the. I love the UK. I mean, Johnny yeah. actually went to the. I've UK. never been. I got a friend of mine, Robert Whitaker Johnson, that keeps wanting to get me over there. Oh, the photographer. Is he yeah. a photographer? The mm. one who shot the Beatles? Um, one of the ones that shot the Beatles. Okay, one of the guys that shot the Beatles. One of them. I, yeah. I, yeah. Small world, small world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I'm looking at your hands. Johnny loves his rings, of course. Yep. He I also loves his tattoos. Okay. I notice you're missing one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I always hear from tattoo people. I have tattoos for every Johnny Depp tattoo. They they're plastered all over my arms and the visible. You notice there's none. Right. Yeah. I don't have a single tattoo. I'm afraid of needles. It's a phobia. So oh, really. I am. Yeah. Since mm-hmm. I was a kid. And couldn't couldn't you get someone to to do like a rub on for you? Hanging <laughs> up. <laughs> Hannah's. They have they, them. You know, I'm not even making mm-hmm. them. They yeah. have them. I have tattoos, and they are henna's. Let's see if I pop some here. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. henna tattoos. And they are. are. I've had tattoo artists come up and go, who did your work? Mm-hmm. That's great. I said, oh, I pasted it on, you know. Yeah. For every yeah. every Johnny Depp tattoo is right Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, sure. So it takes a while because I, uh, let's see. Here's the one he got for his mom. That's Betty Sue. Oh. Uh-huh. You see that? And that goes on this arm here. Yeah. I actually know where they all go. Um, this is Johnny's Native American roots, which I also have. And that's his. Mm-hmm. But you can see how well done they are. They're uh, very well yeah. done. Tattoos. Incredible oh, work. Absolutely. Oh, they're amazing. And the thing is, um, this is, of course, is probably his most mm-hmm. famous one here. This is uh, anybody. Remember oh, yeah. That? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. That was done for his son. So I've got a box full of them, and I wear them when I do paparazzi stuff, whenever he wants yeah. to go mm-hmm. out. Or, uh, you know, I've got the clothes, and like I said, this made by the What same- about the bird on the hand? Yep, all the bird on the hand, the scum for Hamber Herd. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so, no, I don't. That's an interesting thing. I'm glad you brought that up, Mad Dog, because people, you know, I'm not crazy where I want to, where I want to, be wearing that stuff when I'm not Johnny, when I'm not being paid to do it. Right. Uh, you know, people always ask to, to, my buddies pick me up every, they, I got a free, I got a free bar tab every time. Cause the girls come to the table. Sure. So they come by six or seven guys, Amelia, right. Mm-hmm. Looking for women. Correct. Put the hat on, just put the hat on or whatever. And uh, yeah. we're uh, not free drinks working. all around. <laughs> yeah, free drinks. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. You know, and and I'm in and we there's a bar here called the Sip and Dip. It's very famous in in Montana. It's one of the ten quirkiest bars in in uh, Montana and in the country. It was named by GQ magazine. So they take me and then we sit in the VIP in the back, and five seconds Canadians are just all surrounding the table, and uh, my friends. It's a, it's an easy way to meet girls. So they that's the the. Um, uh, interesting part about where the train meets and oh yeah you know you I I, I I don't like the attention from it when I'm not getting paid to do it yeah I mean, that's my own ego too I've got an ego I want to do my own things and do my right. own well, of course when you're out with your friends you want to be yeah, out with your this friends movie, I suggest it to my nephew yeah deformality it's on IMDB and I'm gonna plug it in a minute but he says I he's got me doing this thing where this serial killer imagines he's talking to Johnny Depp. And I just yeah. love the part. If the part, if it's written right, if it's done with thought and think, I don't mind doing it. And I will never do anything because Mad Dog, I get these things all the time to make them look bad. Somebody mm-hmm. wanted me to take a picture of him, of Johnny doing it with a corpse, with a burnt corpse, you know, yeah. really tacky stuff. And I, I sure, yeah. But yeah, but, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure just you new know, natural decorum and good taste. Good taste. You know, overrule that that sort of chicanery. Something that he wouldn't want his mother to see or his kids to Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Oh, God, no. Yeah. And so you got to take it into account. I, I'm blessed. He sends stuff my way all the time. Absolutely. He is good with me. He mentions me. He. Yeah. It's a weird. It was kind of the same thing when I was doing Harrison and George Harrison's sister says, I'm glad you played George strong. He wasn't the quiet one. He was right, actually absolutely. He was actually very talkative and very invested in the Beatles and very yeah. And George is my favorite because he was he was his own person, and he just happened to be in this band with the two greatest songwriters maybe ever. But absolutely. he stood out as a guy in his own right, and I feel like that with with the right. with myself in that. He Johnny's the greatest actor in our of our generation, maybe one of the greatest actors of all time. Amazing considering how painfully shy he is. Correct. Isn't that remarkable? Well, you know, you have I, I believe I've always had this belief about actors. You have got to be the most duplicitous split personality <laughs> to be able to pull off being a great actor. Look, look at the greatest, Al Pacino. Is an absolute powerhouse on the screen. Right. That's right. But he's a fucking lunatic in real life. <laughs> That's right. And Johnny and, he's and Al, nut, he, he's, Al has lost his mind. Wow. He has. He's oh, a great yeah. actor, but he's just lost his shit. Yeah. You know. But you, when when you say action, that camera's rolling. He's like he right on every it. line. He remembers everything. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I would say that's true, Mad Dog, and I think you know this better than anybody. That I think they use acting as a form of therapy. Very much so. Introverts, you yeah. mean, you know, people that you would think would be some of the loudest, most obnoxious. They're very Chappelle. I meet these guys, and they're really quiet, sweet, mm-hmm. unassuming people, and uh, they use it as, like you say. There's there's a there's a, a weird psychology with that. And, uh, well, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, for for Amelia and I, uh, it, this was absolutely deliberate to call ourselves the pit bull and the, and the mad dog, 
Well, I've been called the mad dog for 20, 25 years, you know, television and radio, but I had to come up with a persona for Amelia. Right. I said, you know what? I want to break you of this shy stuff. Yeah, you're the pit bull now. And I did. I went off on somebody on the air. Oh, yeah. Amelia. Here's the thing, though. It, 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 it's people like... They were picking uh, on Angelo, so I had to... This is our duplicitous personality, you know? I'm, I, I can do things... As the mad dog, you can do things as Johnny that you couldn't do as Danny. Right. But what right. does Danny Lopez do when he's not Johnny? What do you do for fun? What do you do to well, relax? That's a, a, a Show great, me a part. I want to get into your life. Show a, me your life a little. That's a great question. And um, remember, I'm only Johnny. Oh, God. I mean a couple of weeks out of the year, even when I'm working, because you're, we, you know, we shoot scenes and things. So mm -hmm. when I'm Danny, I mean, which is basically who I am. I mean, Johnny's a job. Um, it's a job and it's, it's a pleasure. I love doing, I love doing this. It makes people happy. Mm -hmm. It's a job. Angelo, I do the state fairs and I go out and I do these characters and I'll do Willy Wonka and Alice in Wonderland. And sure. The joy. I actually do Johnny. Johnny's characters more than Johnny does because he shoots the movie and he's done. Right. Yeah. So I'm the Mad Hatter more than Johnny is because I'm the Mad Hatter every year at the state fairs in Kansas and I'm doing the Montana State Fair. Yeah. Uh, next month and I'm going to do very. I did various characters last year, so I love children to come up and go. They don't under children don't understand a lookalike. They yeah. think it's the guy from the movie from the screen. Sometimes well, that's a great segue. That's a hell of a segue. Let's take a look at the guy on that screen. I'm a clip here, Johnny. Public Enemies opens July 1st. And uh, what are we going to see? Um, I don't know. Oh, that's right. What are we going to see here? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at a clip here, uh, Mr. Depp. What are we going to see? The film opens April 18th. You know what we're looking at here? Uh, this is something from the film Transcendence. <laughs> <laughs> what is the clip here, Johnny? I have no idea. No, oh, for God's sake. This is beautiful. This looks like a like an old-fashioned, I don't know, sloop. Is it a sloop or something? Is it a yacht? Well, I don't know what that is. I really don't know. It's just a boat. Yeah. It's going <laughs> it's you look um, uh, like you know what you're doing on a horse. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, that was probably about two and a half seconds before uh, everything went very sideways. There's two things that uh, I have a problem with. One is I, I never read screen direction, <laughs> which is the stuff that tells you what to do. How can that be possible? Well, I'd rather not know what they want me to do. You purchased an island? I did, in fact, yeah. Wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't know you could, you could do that. Neither did I. Have you seen the movie? No, I've not. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've not seen the movie? Not just yet. And, and you're too busy to see it, probably? Uh, you know, I, I, in a way, you know, once once my job is done on the film, it's really none of my business. <laughs> you know? uh, we're talking about something else, Johnny. Settle down here. <laughs> For God's sakes, can you keep your mind on the movie? Every time I turn it's around, uh, but it's it's a uh, God. It's a lot of fun, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. That's all right. Pardon. <laughs> uh, aren't you a little curious about how the work looks that you're doing? No. <laughs> this is irresponsible of me, but nice going. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. The greatest clip I've ever seen. And and there is the subject of your life. <laughs> that, John, he really that is kind of that's him. That's him. Mm-hmm. That's him. In that two that's minute classic that two minute clip, that's Johnny Depp. That's how you describe Johnny Depp. Right. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's he it's, has no interest in seeing his work. When he's done, he's done. Um he has no idea what film clips they sent over to the show. Doesn't care. No. Nope. And doesn't care. Nope. <laughs> Mad Dog, I promised uh, Danny that we wouldn't keep him very long tonight because uh, he's had family coming in. His birthday yes, coming up. He's I'll got tell his you dad what, we, we coming. We will definitely well. do. We this is, consider this part one. Yes. I would love consider to consider this part Let's one. Do I'll 10, tell you what. Parts. I've got ten. Parts. As many as you want. <laughs> I uh, I I got to tell you guys. Um, it, it's funny because um. I do a lot of lot of these kinds of things to promote. You know, they expect you to promote the movie. Sure. And it was funny watching that clip because that, when I do, don't when I'm not doing Johnny, I'm out, you know, doing my thing. And uh, uh, you guys were fantastic. I really enjoyed this podcast. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. And I really promise you, Mad Dog, because I I here around the grapevine, you're not like those wimpy guys that drink decaf coffee. <laughs> We we don't want those. I do drink decaf coffee. coffee. Oh oh shoot! Oh, no, no. oh but okay. I put a lot of I put a lot of decaf into a little water. Somebody gave me a tip. But we're, but you're an Elvis Presley and a Beatles guy. Oh absolutely go, for okay, sure. So that I did learn, and we are going to go on a tour because I've got some amazing, amazing things. We could go on another hour about my mm-hmm. my drunk days, my drunk personal drunk days with Harry Nielsen, and my 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 nephew is looking at me, going, "Those are pictures with Harry Nielsen." And yeah, we used to go out getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Because Harry, once he had a few shots, he would call me George, and so we would go out and we'd have a good time. But I've got some amazing stories with Linda Blair and Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick and oh, sure. all my rock and roll days, Chevy Chase, and yeah. and then the the the, the Beatles thing. Chevy's was, a prick. No, no. Well, yeah, but he was nice to me. So it's funny because yeah. I said Chevy, can but I? He's a prick. Yeah, no. He, <laughs> yeah, well, he can. He yes. can. I can't say that because I can get in trouble. I can. Well, you can. And nobody's going to stop me. And nobody's going to stop the mad dog. Oh. They're not going to stop the mad dog. Absolutely well, not. Well, I will tell you this, mad dog. I I um I enjoyed this. Um, If I could get people to come on over to uh, I've got L.A. Takedown coming out. with the, It's one of Tom Sizemore's last films. Mm-hmm. We shot it in London this year. Our filmmaker Richard Driscoll, who's kind of the Ed Wood of the 2020s. He's amazing. Because he basically lets me do what I want. And that's called L.A. Takedown. And that will be coming up on Amazon Prime. And then we have, uh, I did a horror movie. I've done quite a few horror movies. Mm -hmm. I did a movie called Geist. And I did a a couple of horror. But this one's called Necromonicon. And that will be on the Shutter Network, I believe. And if you'd like more information, it's Johnny Double Nine. So it's J-O-H-N-N-Y. Double D O U B L E in the number nine, and that's my Instagram and my Facebook. If you want information on beautiful on, on things, and I got a uh, also one film I'm doing with my nephew. We'll make sure Amelia puts that out there yes, for folks. Amelia's going to do all of that. Okay. Yes. And uh, I want to mention my nephew's film. It's a one I'm in with Sean Weiss from uh, Mighty. Oh, Dark. absolutely. Yep. And that's. I'll tell be- you what. Why don't we, uh, Amelia? Why don't we book a session? Yeah. 
with uh, with Danny's nephew. Uh, we've we've had many directors on the show. Oh, he's really would love to. And we and we have Amazing. a particular interest here in in film, uh, film directors, and we uh, we love comedy. We love horror. Um, not we're not big on drama, but we love comedy and horror. Well, I'll tell you what. When we get the film done, and and this is the I think these are some of the last scenes we're doing. Maybe we could do a, a show um, about the film, and I can be on as well. Oh we God, absolutely, of course, sure. absolutely. Maybe yes. Sean could do a podcast. Absolutely, as well. of course. Sean's come back from his problems, and he's a great. That's actor. a no-brainer. Absolutely, oh, of course. We'd love to have you back. Of course. Yeah. Just a Anytime. reminder to everybody watching the show: we are. Part of a national growing campaign, be a buddy, not a bully. Yes. Remember, if you see bullying, abuse of any sort, report it. Don't short it, okay? Report it, don't short it. Tell people what's going on. Do not tolerate bullying of any type from anybody for any reason. Check us out on linktree.com forward slash WWTF radio. Follow us on TikTok. We are on iHeartRadio, Instagram, Pandora, uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on more than 3,000 podcasts and radio platforms worldwide with nearly 11 million listeners around the world. For Danny Lopez, Double Depp. For Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. I am the Mad Dog. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, folks. Bye.